Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday. Nope, that's not right. On a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in uh, Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hobo Station. Wow. You went there, huh? I did. Hobo Station. Yeah. Yikes. That would be a little weird. I don't know if that really... Uh, do hobos drink a lot of coffee? Well, they could. Okay. Well. You don't discriminate. No, no. I mean, they've got the money. Shane Reed never discriminates. they got to have money, though. Well, yeah. Where good point. All right. Wherever you go in our great state, that's where you can find Strange Brew Coffee. You can find it everywhere because it can be shipped to you. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. Don't forget, when you support Strange Brew Coffeehouse, you support the Bulldog Initiative. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Don't forget tomorrow, the Black Friday sale at College Corner. It's in-store only, and it's on apparel only, but they have got some great deals from 7 to 9, 40% off your purchases. That's a great deal for you. Uh, from 9 to 11, uh, that's a uh, 20% off, uh, 25% off deal, and then 10% off the rest of the day, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Apparel only, in-store only, but that's a really cool deal. Check that out. And we will have a Cyber Monday deal as well for uh, College Corner. I'll let you know as soon as that's all together. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, you can get it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant. I mean, I, I need to know how long they've been there. I, I, that, that spot for a long time sort of churned through restaurants. They had like three or four different places. And I was like, is anything ever going to work there? And then Restaurant Tyler came in, and it's going to be there forever because it's always a great place to go. It's always packed. That's because people know they can get a great meal there. So if you haven't already made a trip to Restaurant Tyler this football season, you have missed out. You need to do that. And a Restaurant Tyler gift card is a great holiday stocking stuffer. Head by there today and pick one up for your holiday gift-giving. Restaurant Tyler over on the corner of Maine and Washington. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And you can find you can start a relationship with a bank that's going to make a difference for you for years to come. 
this, you know, we talk all the time about eating locally and and bank and, and shopping locally. It's important to bank locally. That's all part of building a strong community. 16 locations means that there is a location near you if you live in central Mississippi. Go to priority one priorityonebank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. This is our last three P's of the season, Robbie Falk. It seems like just the other day we were so full of optimism and, and happiness. Yeah, it changed pretty quickly. I, I just did an interview uh, for Brian, with my, my old friend Brian Scott Rippey. He's actually not my old friend. He's my young friend. But he asked, he's like, when did you feel like it was going bad? And I was like, Arizona? <laughs> oh, pretty bad. <laughs> the best win on the schedule? Yeah, it's like that That didn't look right. Um and so here we are with the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. One thing, I, I, I thought about saving this for things that is true, but I'll go and say this now. I'm kind of, I, I don't like people, I, I don't like isn't the right way to put it, but everybody's trying to downplay Ole Miss's success. Like, yeah, the SEC is down this year, but they've taken advantage of that. Nobody says anything about Mississippi State winning the West at 6-2, and two, or nobody says anything that next year when they were they were nine and two and you know the SEC was terrible and their three SEC East games were Vanderbilt, a winless South Carolina, and a six and five Kentucky team. You know when you when you have a down SEC, down SEC it's about taking advantage of that. Ole Miss has done that. This is a, a good football team. They could beat most teams in the country, and they come to Starkville. They have. They have quite a bit to play for at this end of the season. It's not just about finishing out the year for them. They have a chance to get into a big bowl like the Peach or the Cotton Bowl and finish out their second 10-win season in three years. I feel like this is going to be a motivated Ole Miss team that shows up uh, tomorrow night or tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a good team. I don't I don't know who's – I mean, the people that are discounting it, I think, are just, you know, homers probably that just don't want to – admit that that's a good team. But, yeah, it's, it is a good team. And uh, I think deep down people know that. Uh, for the most part, you know, I think everybody's giving them their props. I think there there's like maybe like four or five good teams in the SEC, good to great teams. Mm-hmm. They're on the good team spectrum of it. They're not on the great team mm-hmm. spectrum, but they're a really good team. And we've seen them improve, I think, drastically on the defensive side of the ball. The numbers – uh, as far as total defense and all that, might not bear it out, but they're a more disruptive defense this year under Pete Golding. Um, you know, top 25 in sacks and tackles for loss. They're going to get in the backfield and, and cause issues. Uh, they turn the ball over. They have 16 turnovers on the year, uh, 12 interceptions as top 15 nationally, I think. So this is a team that um, we know what they do on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense has kind of made them a much more balanced team. When they're struggling on the offensive side of the ball, which is, you know, not often, but, you know, they have a propensity to have, you know, a couple of quarters there where they're not as efficient offensively and not scoring points. Like last year, late in the season, during that time is when teams would distance themselves from Ole Miss. But this time, the defense is kind of holding it together in a lot of these games and allowing them to continue to keep their head above water and then eventually – in the fourth quarter, they've been able to to really turn it on. This team is a little different than the last couple of years in that, you know, Kiffin would have like a good start to ball games, like a really good start. And then they would kind of – there would be times where they would kind of like taper off a little bit. This team's been pretty good in the fourth quarter, really good in the fourth quarter, especially late in ball games. 
So I think it's a solid team. They're a team that has um, a lot of good leadership, especially at the quarterback with Jackson Dart. I think he's just been a real solid guy for them. It's a, it's a good, it's a really good team. It's interesting that they're a big play team on both sides of the ball. You know, they, they they get chunk plays on offense, both in the running game and the passing game. And then, as you said, defensively, they they get sacks, they force turnovers. You know, I, the, the 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 there's an analytic called havoc rate, and they're they're quite high in it. And they they basically make it. They make you know they're a team that you can sustain drives on as long as you don't make mistakes. You know, but as soon as you make a mistake, you you bust a cover, you uh you bust a protection, or, or you you jump off sides, and and then it's over for you. Um, and that's you know that's a you know Pete Golding. You and I, we had we had some some we cracked on him a little bit, but he's he's done a good job for Ole Miss this year. Um, and so they come to Mississippi State now, looking for a tenth win. And this is a Mississippi State team that, if nothing else, I think they're going to be motivated. I think they'll be locked in, ready to play. My concern is that only takes you so far. That that you know you you can only you know survive off of of, of adrenaline for so long unless things start going well for you. So, you know, we've been saying this all year, and it's such a cliche, but it is more imperative than ever that State gets off to a good start because Ole Miss is the king of the good start. They usually are up 7 nothing after that first possession. Yeah, very good at scripting out that first possession. And, you know, for, for State, if Ole Miss gets the ball first, it would be huge to turn them over, get a turnover. I think that's that's kind of a something that would turn this game on its head you get a turnover, go score points early, and you you kind of knock them off their axis a little bit, I think that would be huge for State. And then offensively, if State gets the ball first, they have to score uh, because it's, it's a game that I think they're going to have to keep pace with Ole Miss in this ball game uh, offensively to have a chance because I just – I don't – know if this defense is going to be able to get them off the field enough. Yeah. So yeah, first first quarter, you've got to be able to survive it. You got to be able to stay in this ball game getting into the fourth quarter and then you never know what could happen at that point. So then for Mississippi State, you know, it, it, it almost feels like we're having the same show we had a week ago, but Mississippi State is Southern Miss in this discussion that you know, hey, if at the end of the first quarter if it's like 10 to 7, you can be in the game, but if it's 14 nothing, you're going to be Going to have trouble. That's exactly what State, you know, did. Southern Miss was able to hang around with them. We'll see if Mississippi State can do the same thing again. I'm just going to ask you a big picture question. I don't know that we've really touched on this this much, but is this Will Rogers' last start at Davis Wade Stadium? That's a good question. I feel like it could be. Um, you know, he's going to have options. He's got options to to continue his career in, in the NFL or, you know, try to go to the next level somehow. And then he's going to have options to go elsewhere. I I tend to believe this could be it, but, you know, you never know. Uh, when the new coaching staff that comes in, you never you never know what's going to happen there. But, yeah, this, this could be the final game for Will Rogers at Davis Wade, I think. I wonder how that plays into this for him mentally because I, I feel like he has an idea – of what he wants to do, right? I, if he's going to leave, I think he probably already knows that he's going to leave. Um, and I, I honestly, this is sort of it's interesting to say because this is a guy who's won big games at Mississippi State, taking them to a couple of bowl games, broken some records. But there's a fatigue of real Will Rogers among the MSU fan base. There, there are MSU fans who are ready to see a different style of quarterback than what Will Rogers has to offer. So I, I do think that too. I think that when, the, when a new coach comes in, it's going to be a situation where Rogers. Is kind of gracefully 
you know, shown the door, or he might, you know, he can decide it on his own one way or the other. But I, I do agree. I think this is his last go round. Is there a possibility then that he, you know, one last uh, volley into the uh, into the sun here and and has a, a big game for Mississippi State? Possibly. I mean, this game means a lot to him. Ole Miss is a team he grew up cheering for, and they, you know, hardly looked at him coming out of high school. They kind of petered around a little bit and told him they were going to offer him a scholarship that never did. And, uh, you know, he wants to beat them. And I, I think he wants to prove something in this game. I think even if this is his last game, he wants to leave on a high note, leave a legacy here. And also, you know, he wants to showcase himself a little bit more. So I think this game's going to mean a lot to him for sure. Who is the player? You know, I know we have an X factor, but who is the player that we may not were talking about this week that Mississippi State needs to have a big game out of? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, we're talking about Will Rogers, so I guess it wouldn't be him. But you know, somebody on the offensive side of the ball has got to step up. Xavion Thomas can some running back step up. I don't know. Can somebody in the secondary not named Sean Preston finally get an interception? Which is really incredible. State's I mean, interception stats this year should be studied by football historians for decades. It doesn't make a lick of sense. No sense. I mean, you got three interceptions from Jet Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. Is it two or three? He has three. He has three. <laughs> Buki has two, and Sean Preston has uh, three. That is so two linebackers and a safety. I mean, you would think a ball would just get tipped up in the air and somebody else would catch it, but hadn't happened. Has not happened. I mean, incompletions are kind of kind of a surprise at this point when they happen. So, so one thing that's become a problem for Ole Miss these past couple of weeks is their offensive line. They they are they've had some big time injuries up there. ULM kind of pushed them around a little bit. You go back to a year ago with this game. And State definitely pushed around the Ole Miss offensive line. 17 tackles for loss. I don't think they can have that same kind of success, but, you know, Dart is is banged up. Judkins has been good, but he hasn't been as great as he was a season ago. Is, is there a potential for State to have success on the defensive front here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the big thing is they got to tackle because uh, Quinshawn Judkins is probably the best in the country at yards after contact. He has – let me see if I can find this stat from him. He's got 700 yards after contact. Mm. And his his yardage is 933. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It speaks to the kind of player that he is, and it's hiding some of their deficiencies up front too. Um, and then Dart's been a guy that can get in the po- – get out of the pocket and run a little bit, so – you know, the offensive line has definitely been a little bit of a weakness for them, and they've had some injuries too up there. You got to tackle, you got to get to Dart, bring him to the ground, you got to get to Judkins and wrap him up. That's what they did really well last year. And I thought it was really crazy last year that Judkins was hardly a part of the offense until like the second half. It, it was a really weird situation that was going on there. And I thought, I think that was a big part of it. They never got going. Yeah, they had a little success passing the ball early in that game, but then State was able to take some things away from them. They were able to pressure Dart a lot. I think forcing Dart to scramble in this game, you know, it, it feels like we, you know, we're, we're saying cliches. You know, you want to pressure the quarterback. Yeah, no, no crap. But 
with a banged up quarterback who's he's a good runner and he's kind of fair, fearless and maybe that can be a detriment to him in this one because you know he needs to be more careful with his approach with, with, with his body in the situation that it's in but we'll see if he's able to do that he could very easily come out there and if he if he's banged up you know they have a veteran backup in Spencer Sanders but he is not as good as Jackson Dart I, I would feel like State would be a lot better place if Sanders was out there yeah I mean you're talking about one of the better backups in the league but yeah I, you know, it's Jackson Dart scares you a lot more than Spencer Sanders does. Um, so yeah, that's it's important, I think, to keep him in the ball game. And plus, I mean, he's thrown like twenty something passes this year. He just hasn't spent a lot of time out there. I mean, he he's going to be coming in pretty cold if that's the case. Defensively, again, you know. It goes without saying that that Johnson and Watson are going to be huge in this game. Last year, the guy who really made a difference for State was Tyrus Wheat in this game. He was all over the field, made a, a ton of huge plays in this game. We have not gotten anything. We haven't seen anything from from that position this year. You know, be it JP Purvis, Deshaun Page, John Lewis. That is that has been another really disappointing position for Mississippi State. Is there any hope in this game that maybe one of those guys can step up and and be be a contributor for Mississippi State? If it's a guy, then it would be somebody like John Lewis. I mean, it's got to be a dynamic guy. Yeah, there there's just hasn't been a whole lot from JP Purvis or Deshaun Page, and I think we've seen a little more from John Lewis the last couple of weeks. So you know, maybe he'll get in there and help out a little bit. I mean. I think the linebackers that you're looking for this week again are, are Jet and Buki. I mean, you just they got to have a extraordinary effort out there. What's the one thing state if if they do this? If I say state does this in this game, pick a make a stat or or whatever that you feel like okay they they can win then. Oh, gonna have to have a lot of turnovers. I think. Yeah. Just consistently turning Ole Miss over, them making a lot of mistakes. I think that's the only way. This is going to be a game. I, 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 it's been a long time. This is the thing about this particular game. It's been a long time since we've sat here and just felt State was probably not going to win. Like last year, I, I thought State was not. I didn't think State was going to win, but they, I knew they could win. I knew that Ole Miss was not that good, and that if State went up there and 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 played well, they could win. Um, it's been a long time since State was just a decided underdog. You got to go back to 09, where you were just like, that team's not going to win that football game. Now they did win that football game, but it's just it's just a weird uh, change of events that we haven't had to deal with in over a decade, where Ole Miss is just the big favorite in this game. What does it mean? I was asked, Rippy asked me this question. Let me ask you, you know, obviously you want to beat your rival. You want to finish on, on a strong note, but what what is Mississippi State playing for beyond the obvious stuff in this game? Well, I, I think for the most part, you're playing for momentum moving into this next coaching staff and playing for themselves, too. I mean, it's been a frustrating year. You always want to end the year on a good note. And getting a win at, at in this season, with the year being what it is, and Ole Miss having a chance to get the 10 wins – I mean, that would be huge for the program to try to get some kind of momentum heading in the next year. And you, at the same time, you you really put a damper on Ole Miss and the season that they had. 
Um, and the players, too, the frustrating things that's happened with them this year, you get a chance to say, hey, there was some, there was actually some good takeaways from this game, uh, from the season. There were actually some things that happened this year that were that were pretty cool. Uh, so, and getting to a bowl game again would be huge. Keeping the streak alive uh, at 14 straight years, uh, I know a lot of people would diminish that, but that's something that is uh, impressive to get to. And you never turn down a bowl if you have bowl money there for the taking and another game available you don't turn that down right so there's a lot of things at stake i think for mississippi state here that could be really positive for the program moving forward one thing to to to, to keep in, in mind is you know state fans haven't had a, a good couple of weeks since the season started and if you could go from winning the egg bowl to hiring a coach that gets you excited that would be something that you can carry quite a ways into, especially when you're in the middle of a big NIL campaign. You know, an Egg Bowl win would spark a lot of donations. So we'll see if, if it can get there. All right, let's move into Playmakers and Predictions. This is brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Maybe not today. Not today. Today's the turkey's day. We'll give you the turkey day. But tomorrow, day after that, Sure, why not? Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. If you're cooking out this weekend, it should be all about the beef. If you're looking for recipes, they're at msbeef.org. And if you go to the Mississippi Beef Council Facebook page, you can vote for your favorite steakhouse or burger joint in the state of Mississippi. So do that. Get them the great recognition they deserve. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Just as simple, guys. Every trip to Two Brothers, you know you're going to have a great time. You know you're going to have a great meal. And you know it's going to be a great experience. And you know that you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. And if I can guarantee you all four of those things, then why would you not want to go there? So head out this weekend or any weekend to Two Brothers Smoked Meats for some smoked Southern Soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great services is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years, and they're going to keep doing it for another 49 if they have their way about it because they take care of their customers. And when you take care of your customers, that's half the battle won as a business. Customer service is everything to a business. They have mastered it at Advantage Business Systems. That's why they've been open so long. So why don't you find out what they can do for your business today? Give them a call at 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection, that's where your next polo or pullover for Mississippi State needs to come from. Great selection of stylish polos, the name brands that you know, and the logos that you want. Dad would love nothing more on Christmas Day than open up a box with a brand new polo or quarter zip from the Rogues Collegiate Collection. So make it happen. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the road. Give me your offensive playmaker. I got a feeling. I think I know who it is. Yeah, it's going to be Will Rogers again. I mean, you got to have a great game from your quarterback in this ball game to have a chance. Um, We've seen some good performances in the past from quarterbacks and – that they've kind of been the difference in this ball game. I think Will is going to have to have a great one to have a chance. I want to go a different way then, because uh, because I agree with you 100 percent that it, 
Will Rogers has to have a statistically great – it can't be enough to play like he played. Like you go back to the Arizona game, right? He played pretty well in that game. He's 13 of 17. He threw the ball okay. But statistically, that was not a great game, right? He didn't have a lot of yards, didn't throw any touchdowns. He's got – or didn't have a, a, a lot of touchdowns. He's got to have a statistically great game. So who who is the beneficiary of that? I'm gonna give you one. I don't think I picked this guy this year, but Jeff Pittman. I don't. I don't expect Woody Marks. He'll play, but I, I think I don't think he can. He's much of a contributor anymore. I think that he's lost some explosiveness. He's just too banged up. Pittman last week had the long run that kind of sealed things up for Mississippi State. He's a power runner. I think he and Seth Davis can be a good combo. Ole Miss's uh, rush defense is is good, but not great. So State needs to be able to, to run the ball a little bit on them. Pittman's going to have to be the guy who does that. But he can only do that if if Robbie is correct and Rodgers is also having a good day. Otherwise, Ole Miss will just load up the line and come after everybody. Uh, defensively, again, this feels like a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm going Bookie Watson again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to, to state the obvious, but at this point, there's only like a few guys on this team that you feel like is kind of the key. And Buki last week was my playmaker. He had 21 tackles. I think he's going to be huge in this one because he can do it in the passing game. He can get to the quarterback. He can stop the run. You got to have him to do everything at this point. You got to have him to get the Jackson dart. You got to have him to knock down some passes, maybe intercept a couple across the middle. And you got to have him to stop uh, Quinshawn Judkins. So you can put either either him or, or Jet Johnson in there, but you need one of them if not both of them, to win this game. You'll take Watson. What the hell? I'll take Johnson. Because you're right. It's those two guys. And then another 40 tackles combined. They, they've got to limit Judkins and Bentley as much as they can. They've got to be able to pressure uh, Jack, Jackson Dart. Buki Watson getting another sack would probably be enough to lead the league in sacks. which was just an incredible accomplishment from, his, uh, from the inside linebacker position. An accomplishment that Robbie Falk foresaw because when we go back to the uh, beginning of the season, remember I questioned you. I was like, you think Buki Watson's going to lead the team in sacks? Look at you. You had it right on that one. So I wish I just wish I would have said Jet Johnson would lead the team in interceptions. Yeah. Well, there were other names you could have said that would have made even less sense. Uh, And then I also wish that we had said, yeah, maybe this team, we are, let's let's take it easy. I don't know if they're going to be that good. I wish we had said that. We would have looked like geniuses. We would have taken a lot of heat in August. And by August, oh, yeah. everybody would have been like, man, those two guys were on to something. So, uh, who's your X factor? Uh, I, I, t- I told you I think they need a, a special teams touchdown in this game. Yeah. I'm going with Tulu Griffin. Yeah. Because you got to steal some points somewhere. And he's been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks. Last year, I thought he made one of the plays of the year, saving that uh, lateral or whatever it was Yeah, um, from getting in the hands of Ole Miss. I, I think he rises to the occasion uh, this week and has a big game. And it, you need him to, to come up with some big plays in this ballgame. All right. I've, I've said his name a couple times this year. DeCamerian Richardson needs to intercept a pass. All right. He has started. I, I, has a quarterback ever started as many games as DeCamerian Richardson and not gotten an interception? I mean, it's incredible that he cannot get interceptions. He needs one. State needs a turnover in this game from someone that's not a linebacker. They need that to happen. So if it happens, DeCamerian Richardson can be the guy that does it. Let's hear the prediction, Robbie. 
Well, I mean, I think I've picked Ole Miss in this game like the last four years or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've not picked State to win this game yeah. very often. Yeah. And I, I'm, not I don't know if that's that up, a, are you? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, me being negative or, you know, what, but I, I've got Ole Miss winning this thing 38 to 20. Last year was the first year I ever picked Ole Miss to win on a, on a, on a prediction. And I was wrong. Really? I was. I, even the years where I thought State was going to lose, I was just like, I can't bring myself to do it. Last year, I really tried to be professional about it. I thought Ole Miss was going to win that game, so I said so. So that's why, I, I, it, it, with a heavy heart, here I am again to let you know that not only do I think Ole Miss is going to win, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. I got a bad feeling about this one. My prediction is Ole Miss 35, Mississippi State 10. Not a good day at Davis Wade Stadium for the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it'll be over. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, two little egg bowls equal one big egg bowl. Starkville beat Oxford twice this year, so that all balances itself out. And, it counts. Uh, yeah, we'll move on to basketball, and I, I got total faith in Chris Jans to, uh, to do the double over them uh, there. So, guys, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your time with your family, and then enjoy some football. Hopefully it will be an enjoyable game, and uh, we'll be back. Robbie and I will record after the game on uh, Thursday. Yes, Robbie, we will. Finally, I get you to do a after the game late night thunder and lightning. Uh, it's either that or we got to get up at like six a.m. on Friday. I don't want to do that either. So, can we just skip? No, mm. we got to do it. So we'll be back tomorrow with uh, with the recap of everything we learned. What's true after the egg bowl? Again, guys, have a great holiday. Back with you very soon for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. We're on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.